Srimad Bhagavatam, Kanto 4, Chapter 24, Verse 17. Sangamaha Khalu Viprashe Shivene Hasari Rinam Durlabho Munayodadhyo Asangadhyam Abhitsitam Sangamaha Association Khalu Certainly Viprashe O best of the Brahmanas Shivena along with Lord Shiva Iha in this world Saririnam those who are engaged in material bodies Durlabha very rare Munaya great sages Dadhyu engage themselves in meditation Asangat being detached from anything else Yam unto whom Abhitsitam desiring Translation and purport by Stivan Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shri Prabhupada Jai Translation The great Vidura continued O best of the Brahmanas it is very difficult for living entities engaged within this material body to have personal contact with Lord Shiva even great sages who have no material attachments do not contact him despite they are always being absorbed in meditation to attain his personal contact. Please repeat. The great sage Vidura continued, O best of the Brahmanas, it is very difficult for living entities engaged within this material body to have personal contact with Lord Shiva. Even great sages who have no material attachments do not contact him despite they are always being absorbed in meditation to attain his personal contact. Purport. Since Lord Shiva does not incarnate himself unless there is some special reason, it is very difficult for an ordinary person to contact him. However, Lord Shiva does descend on a special occasion when he is ordered by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In this regard, it is stated in the Padma Puran that Lord Shiva appeared as a Brahmana in the age of Kali to preach the Mayavada philosophy, which is nothing but a type of Buddhist philosophy. It is stated in the Padma Puran, Mayavadam asachhastram prachannam baudham uchyate Lord Shiva, speaking to Parvati Devi, foretold that he would spread the Mayavad philosophy in the guise of a sannyasi brahmana just to eradicate Buddhist philosophy. This sannyasi was, was Sripad Sankaracharya. In order to overcome the effects of Buddhist philosophy and spread Vedanta philosophy, Sripad Sankaracharya had to make some compromise with the Buddhist philosophy and as such he preached the philosophy of monism for it was required at that time. Otherwise there was no need for his preaching Mayavad philosophy. At the present moment there is no need for Mayavad philosophy or Buddhist philosophy and Lord Chaitanya rejected both of them. This Krishna consciousness movement is spreading the philosophy of Lord Chaitanya and rejecting the philosophy of both classes of Mayavadi. 
Strictly speaking, both Buddhist philosophy and Shankara's philosophy are the different types of Maya dealing on the platform of material existence. Neither of these philosophies has spiritual significance. There is spiritual significance only after one accepts the philosophy of Bhagavad Gita, which culminates in surrendering unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Generally, people worship Lord Shiva for some material benefit and although they cannot see him personally, they derive great material profit by worshipping him. Om Adhyanati Mirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurammiritam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Tadamahyam Dadatiswa Padantikam Vandeyam Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Guru Maishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sagarakunathanvitam Tamsajeevam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Saitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padam Sahagana Ralita Shri Vishakhan Mitamscha He Krishna Karuna Singho Dinabandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Haripriye Vansha Kalpatarudhyascha Kripasindhubhyevacha Pajitanam Bhavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namunnamaha Namom Vishnupadaya Krishna Preshthaya Bhutale Shreemate Bhakti Vedanta Swamini Dinamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Desatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So this is an important verse here. So it is said that it is very difficult to contact Lord Shiva. Mm, there is a saying that it is more difficult to find the devotees of Krishna than Krishna himself. It is very difficult to find devotees of Krishna, authentic devotees of Krishna. Um, we are talking about pure devotees. There are many people who will go to the temple and offer some prayers and ask for material benedictions and they think they are not in complete knowledge of who God is and they think that all are same. So these kinds of people there are many. But uh, it is said, what is that? Koti Shwati Mahamune What is that? Forget the first line always Muktanam Apusiddhanam Narayana Parayanaha Sudullapaha Prashantatma Koti Shwati Mahamune O great sage, among many millions who are liberated, first of all, 
there are trillions and trillions of people who are not interested in liberation. They just want material happiness. Krishna says one in a million is interested in spiritual advancement. So one in millions are interested. Out of those who are actually, out of those people who are interested, those people who are actually liberated from material life is very, very rare. Maybe one in million of those people who are interested. And out of millions of such liberated people, here it is said, one may be a devotee of Lord Narayana. That means what are the other people doing? Uh, they are, there is, um, there are three ways to understand the absolute truth. And anybody who is in, in any of these three stages is considered liberated from material entanglement. Material entanglement means, first of all, misidentification. I do not know who I am. I think I am this body. I am a man, I am a woman, I am an Indian, I am a Japanese, I am a Chinese, I am American. These things or I am a cat, I am a dog, these things are misidentifications. Because we identify with the body. The body is only a dress or a vehicle. If I drive a Japanese car, I don't become Japanese. Similarly, if I have an Indian body, I don't become Indian. The body is a vehicle. Uh, so, this is the basic understanding of spiritual life. Uh, this is uh, as stated in Bhagavad Gita. So, one who not only just hears this and theoretically understands this, but who practically lives on the platform. What is the meaning of living on the platform? That means, if I am not the body, if I am the soul, Atma, then why am I so busy maintaining this body, maintaining this body and its relations and its paraphernalia like the house, money, job, family, children, relatives. Why am I so busy when I am not connected with any of them? We are temporarily connected only because of this body, as long as the body is usable. Once the body becomes unusable, then we give up and go and take another body. Now we are very attached to our present family situation. But prior to this life, we have been very attached to our previous family situation, which we have completely left and forgotten without any trace. And now we are thinking that this is my permanent situation. And we give so much importance to this. And then in one, one day this one all will be finished. All this will be finished. So then what? Then another family, another. So in this way we are misidentifying ourselves and spending too much time and energy in these temporary relationships. People try to repair some relationships or something. Either way, we are going to be separated. Whether by disagreement or by death, there will be separation. We will not be able to stay together. It's a dream. It will never happen. So, it is better to wake up to reality much before it becomes a shocking truth. At the time of death, it becomes shocking. Because all this while, we have been staying in a bubble. Oh, this is my family. No matter whatever troublesome situation is there, I will be with my family, I will advise them, especially once we become older and older, 
then we'll become then we think we are wise then we try to advise the younger generation thinking that we are very important and then the younger generation thinks what the old man is speaking doesn't know anything he's old fashioned fellow you know they don't respect and he is thinking they do not know they are not experienced so in this way there is always disagreement so um one should not be very much engrossed in these affairs yes there is some responsibility the responsibility is not just to provide food for the family that even birds and beasts can do the real responsibility of a the head of the family is that he has to make his dependents into devotees of krishna that is explained गुरुर्नसस्यात दिस इज फ्रॉम द श्रीमद् भागवतम 5518 गुरुर्नसस्यात सजनो नसस्यात पिता नसस्यात जननी नसस्यात दैवं न तत्सान न पदिस्य सस्यान नमोचयेद्या समुपेतम मृत्युम व्हाट इज द ट्रांसलेशन वन हु कैन नॉट डिलीवर हिज डिपेंडेंट्स फ्रॉम द पाथ ऑफ रिपीटेड बर्थ एंड डेथ शुड नेवर बिकम अ स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर a relative a father a husband a mother or a worshipable demigod just yesterday one boy he is he was messaging me from india gurugram so he is saying that uh, he wants to become brahmachari but his parents are not allowing uh, they think that oh he is escaping from responsibilities and just you know becoming a so called sadhu many uh, almost all parents uh, whose children want to actually join krishna consciousness think like this whereas their actual duty as parents is to make the devotees and uh, children into devotees of krishna but when the children actually become devotees i think this is uh, become a rascal is brainwashed when some sadhu comes they will request for blessings when own son becomes sadhu he is a rascal this is the mentality of materialistic people they do not understand what the aim of life is what is the meaning of running away from responsibility just because you did not marry did not produce children this is responsibility is the only responsibility it is said uh, the six goswamis tatva ट्री not even attached to the same tree sometimes attachment does not mean big big bungalow big big car nothing it can be just a simple tree oh i want to sleep under the same tree every day that is also attachment so they used to sleep under different tree every night they were prime ministers of nawab hussain shah king yeah very highly qualified the prime minister the, the king did not want them to leave arrested them and they wanted to leave they escaped the prison and ran away even raghunath das goswami was the son of a majundar landlord 
and it is said that that landlord, uh, what is this, uh, Hiranyan Govardhan Majumdar, the two brothers. Uh, Hiranyan Majumdar is the father of Raghunandas Goswami and his brother Govardhan Majumdar. So they both were so rich that their riches could be compared with Indra. They have heaps and heaps of gold, uh, almost limitless wealth. But his son wanted to become a sannyasi. And they tried to capture him in so many ways. He employed 12 bodyguards. Not to protect his son from enemies, but to protect his son from running away. <laughs> so this is the, this was the situation. Now, this is all not running away from responsibility. Because, They had given up all the royal opulence. Um, but what they have done? Um, Lokanam hitakarino tribhuvane. So, for the sake of the whole world, they have given up this tiny world of family life. Now they have accepted as their family the entire world and all the people. See, what is a family? We care so much for our family members. Uh, if something happens to some other member of another family, we, we you know feel compassion, but we don't do as much as we do for our own family members. But a person, a devotee, Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam, the, the whole world is his family. Because he understands, as Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Sarva Yonishu Kaunteya, chapter 14, verse 4. Murtaya Sambhavantiya, Tasam Brahma Mahadyonir, Aham Bija Pradhapita. It should be understood that all species of life, O son of Kunti, are made possible by birth in this material nature and that I am the seed-giving father. So Krishna is saying I am the father of all species of life. So everybody is his children. So we are all one family in that sense. Actually we are all one family. We think we are, oh this is my family, that's your family, that's So I only care for my family. But a devotee who gives up this tiny family accepts the whole world as his family and tries to help everybody. Suppose um, some younger brother is suffering with some difficulty, whether financial or this way, that way, health-wise, whatever. Then the siblings will help, right? This is natural unless there is some big fight and <laughs> they don't see each other's faces. Otherwise, they will help. Mm. Uh, similarly, a devotee is called Paradukha Dukhi. He is very much um, miserable to see others miserable. For his own accord, there is no misery for devotee. Because he is happy in Krishna consciousness, serving Krishna, no problem. But he feels so much misery when he looks at others. Oh, they are suffering so much. How can I let them suffer? Let me help them. Just like an elder brother would help his younger brother. Like that. He thinks the whole world has to be helped. Uh, he knows the answer for their suffering. That is the thing. It's not that he is trying to figure out what's the solution. Oh, this person is suffering from this problem. Okay, let us figure out something. Let us invent something. No, no, he is not speculating. He knows what is the uh, crux of the whole problem. The suffering, all sufferings are because of forgetfulness of Krishna. That's it. There is no doubt about it. For those who doubt that, they are not conversant with actual knowledge. But those who know, 
they uh, they know what is the solution oh they are they have uh, disobeyed krishna they have refuted or denied krishna's shelter and now they are suffering they don't need to suffer as krishna said i am the father if krishna the supreme personality of godhead the richest person is the father why we children of the richest father are suffering this we must ask because we have purposely gone away from him if a rich man's son goes on the street and does not care for his father then one day he will be begging on the street but if he just agrees to come back to his father then everything is solved he does not need to go anywhere else to find his livelihood life or anything he just has to agree to his father because of the disagreement now he is away who asked him not to come back to his father the father is waiting when he will come back to me just like now this brahmachari you know, i mean not yet brahmachari he wants to become brahmachari he contacted me he said oh, like this my father is you know doesn't want me to go similarly krishna is our real father he does not want us to go out from him which father i want to listen to that is the question ah his father is my father only for this life and is a usually relationship is not actually father is a material relationship yes it is not that we don't respect or i don't care no not not like that not like that but our eternal relationship is with krishna and he and i and everybody in this world we are all servants of krishna this has to be understood so if some material father is not allowing the son to go and become devotee of krishna then he is in the wrong because his duty is to make his son devotee of krishna just like uh, pralad maharaj everybody knows bhakta pralad uh, he disobeyed his father his father was saying no 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 you cannot chant narayana you must chant hiranya hiranya was my name you must chant i am god pralad maharaj no 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 i will chant narayana i will continue to chant narayana whatever you say so that kind of disobedience you know is exalted is worshipable one time i went to i think i have told this so we went to one group of devotees we all went for you know tirtha yatra pilgrimage so we went to simhachalam you know the narsimha deity you know very nice varaha narsimha nice temple and everything so we took darshan everything nicely came down we had to do something in the bank some transfer of money my brothers because my brother also stays in the philippines so his indian bank account had to be i think the card had to be changed something was there some issue was there some money had to be transferred somewhere so anyway so his account was in state bank of india and we went to state bank of india after coming down from the hill so at the foothill there was this bank branch so we went there so it was a difficult situation because many years he hasn't used that account something like that so then we just out of you know the bank uh, manager he was trying to help us see if any any way can we help so we just out of um custom we just said okay our father was also in the state bank of india actually that, that's a fact 
So my father, whole life he just worked in State Bank of India. So he retired. So we just told that, mentioned that. Then he said, oh, fine, then good, you know, he must be having uh, account, so this can be done, you know, we can transfer to his account and from his account, we can transfer to another account, whatever it was. So, then we, like, uh, lightly regretted why we told her, because um, we joined up Krishna consciousness, so our father also was in disagreement. So, since then, there was no communication. So, we told don't be too excited because we can't really contact our father like that. He won't be agreeable to help us in any way. So, I said, why, why, why? No, we have joined this movement, so that's why. Huh? What is, what is the use of your studying Vedas and all this? Huh? If you can't respect your father. Huh? What is the use? You people are all cheaters. Bank manager immediately. So, of course, my brother, he said, Sir, this is Simachalam. This is where Prahlad Maharaj uh, is worshipped. And he disobeyed his father. Because his father asked him not to become devotee. We are not saying that our father is a renegade. But anybody who is not allowing their children to you know, join and surrender to Krishna. Sorry. If he is strong enough, he can just go ahead. Sometimes, I mean, how many times it has happened that for some girl, this boy, you know, rejects the family and everything and goes. Okay, that is bad. But for God? You know? So, uh, they don't see like this. Then he do not, uh, he do not know what to say. Because he is in, sitting in Simachalam, where Prahlad Maharaj is worshipped every day for disobeying his father and obeying Krishna. And he is asking us, why you are worshipping Krishna if you cannot obey your father? This is the irony. So sometimes, uh, therefore, we, in the lives of great saintly people, we always find this kind of disobedience. But it is not the real disobedience. It is actually helping them. Because it is said, uh, later Narsimhadev said, you see this, what happened? After Hiranyakashipu was killed by Narasimhadev, Narasimhadev asked Prahlad Maharaj, please, you ask for me, from me, any benediction that you want. What do you want? I want to give you something. Then Prahlad Maharaj said, I am not a businessman. I am not worshipping you for something, getting something in return. I don't want anything. I just want your service, that's all. I want to be able to serve you always. He said, no, 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 it's my, it's my wish that I want to give you something, you ask. Then he said, alright, if you really want to give me something, then you give mukti to my father, because he was always against you. He must be in hell now. So you please deliver him, give him moksha. See, how much he cared for his father actually. It's not that he did not care for his father, he cared. Hmm. But that does not mean obedience to somebody who is doing wrong. Just like the father cares for the child, does not mean that the child is always asking chocolate, you will give him. Like that, he will have worms in his stomach. Just because he does not agree with the son, does not mean that he does not care for the son. Similarly, when one is a devotee, 
he is like an older person vridha vridha means old there are two kinds of old age one is by age and one is by wisdom so even if one is young if he is advanced in knowledge especially not of phd or this kind of knowledge useless we are talking about knowledge about spiritual life uh, he is called so called vridha that's why sukadev goswami was speaking bhagavatam he was only 16 years old and big big rishis who were thousands and thousands of years old were sitting there and listening to him he was only 16 years old yes rishi ranam and that bhagavatam we are reading today now this shloka is from that bhagavatam which sukadev goswami spoke so vridha does not uh, depend on age just because somebody has more experience in life does not mean he knows more the, how we know more is from understanding from god what is the truth krishna is explaining in bhagavad gita huh? what is what so if we understand from bhagavad gita then we are advanced in knowledge not just by personal experience what if a whole life was experiencing a wrong thing actually there is a fact every whole life there the um, people are experiencing their own life based on their own bodily concept after 60 70 80 years old still they are thinking i am the body so what is the wisdom that they have this is not to disrespect but this is talking uh, facts uh, so this is the thing so anyway he asked for moksha to for his father you see what narsimadev said shri bhagavan vacha ಸಾಧ್ಯ even though he leaves the family just because he being born in the family 21 generations of his family not only your father 21 generations of family are being liberated and in the purport prabhupada explains the word three sabdavi means seven multiplied by three in a, in one family one can count back four or five generations to one's great grandfather or even one one's great grandfather's father but since the lord mentions 21 forefathers this indicates that the benediction expands to other families also before the present family in which one has taken birth one must have been born in other families in a previous life you know thus when a vaishnava takes birth in a family by the grace of the lord he purifies not only that family but also the families of his previous births see how much krishna is doing for the devotee how you can say that he is running away from responsibility he is taking up more responsibility than the others who are not doing anything in devotional service uh, he can have a family he can have you know after that what what is the meaning of the word putra why the son is called putra it is an acronym in sanskrit pu stands from uh, stands for pun nama naraka pun there is a naraka a hell called pun where one is boiled alive a kumbhipa then uh, tra stands for trayate or release delivered from so punnamanarata trayate iti putra 
Putra is one who saves his father from going to hell. That is why the, the sons, they do for their departed ancestors were Pindadan. The, you know, Pinda. They offer every year. This is Vishnu, Vishnu Prasadam. He is being offered to the departed soul once a year. Our one year is equal to their one day in Pitraloka. So that means every day the soul is receiving Vishnu Prasadam. And as long as he keeps on receiving this, he will never fall down to hell. He will stay in Pitraloka, enjoying heavenly opulences. This is the reason for begetting children, to save himself from going to hell. But if the Putra does not do that, I mean, those who are karmis, if they do once a year, that is one thing. But what if the son has dedicated his life and every day he is offering uh, prasad, uh, I mean, uh, offering the naivajyam to Vishnu or Krishna and distributing the prasad and eating prasadam and not only prasadam, whole life is dedicated for Krishna. How much the family members are glorified? So, this understanding should be there. One should not fear, oh, I will lose my son, or you will lose your son anyway, either by death or by disagreement or whatever. You are going to lose him anyway. What if the, when the son goes overseas study, oh, they proudly say, my son is in Canada, you know, studying big, big masters. Then he is away from you, right? Why are you not crying? Ah, that is okay. If son is in Canada, US, there, that is okay. But if son becomes in the ashram, in the same village also, he is a rascal. Just because, oh, he is not with us. This is the Maya. Maya simply in talking nonsense in the head. Because we are haunted by Maya, we think like this. So, a devotee uh, is very, very, to become a devotee is very fortunate. And if somebody has devotee in their family, they are so fortunate. Uh, We also must become devotees. Then we will understand the whole truth. Then we will not, there will be no uh, disagreement. Like his, his family, his mother gladly sent him, Prabhu's mother also, gladly wanted him to become sannyasi even, my mother also, completely agreeable for me, become. only my father was not agreeing, but his father, mother, everybody is agreeing, that is proper standard, that is proper understanding of family life, real family is that, uh, not that, you know, oh, I'll keep my son for myself. How long are you going to keep? Either you're going to die or the son is going to die or the son is going to go away with the girl or you're going to study or you're going to work in some other country. You're not going to be with him. It's, it's, it's just a few years when he is a kid. That's it. After that, you're not going to be there anyway. Why this unnecessary? Uh, this is our con- contamination. So once we become liberated from that, uh, that is a liberated stage. So that liberation is in three stages. Brahmeti, Paramatmeti, Bhagavanati, Shabdhyate. That is explained in Bhagavatam. Absolute truth is understood in three stages. It is the same absolute truth. Vadantitya-tartva-vidas tattvam yajnanam advayam Brahmeti, Paramatmeti, Bhagavanati, Shabdhyate. Srimad Bhagavatam 1-11. Learned transcendentalists who know the absolute truth call this non-dual substance Brahman, Paramatma or Bhagavan. 
So the explanation is given like the sun. There are three stages of understanding the sun. First stage is to understand the light and heat of the sun. Like some insects, they feel the heat of the sun. They they can see that there is light. But they may not understand that there is a sun in the sky there from which this light and heat is coming. They may not know. But they experience the heat and light. That is first understanding. Second stage of understanding (coughs) is... Yes, we can feel the heat and light, but we can also see the source from which it is coming. Second stage. The third stage, which humans cannot, which we humans cannot, is if you go to the sun planet, there you can see the sun god, uh, the, the president of the planet, the king of the planet. His name is also given in the Bhagavad Gita, Vivaswan. Vivaswan is his name. So he, uh, he is a person and he, under his direction, the entire sunlight in the universe is distributed. So these are the three stages of understanding the sun. So one who only understands the heat and light of the sun, he has partial understanding of the sun. And one who can see the sun globe on the, in the sky, uh, he has a little more knowledge. Like even when we see the sun, it looks like a small disk. But actually it is millions and millions of times bigger than the earth that knowledge we cannot have simply by seeing we have to read some books some science books oh then we understand oh because of the distance it is appearing small otherwise it is very big Hmm. so by our eyes we want to see God we want to see our eyes we cannot even see the sun properly whatever we see if we are seeing defectively we need additional knowledge to supplement our perception to get our understanding properly just like we have learned all in the school, refraction of light. Light bends in water or glass like that. So we see the spoon as bent when it's half dipped in water. Uh, but if we just rely on that and say that the spoon is bent, without understanding the concept of refraction, then I'm coming to a wrong conclusion. So my perception should be backed up by knowledge. This is called Shastra Chakshu. Seeing through the eyes or the lens of the scriptures. Because our eyes are defective, we need a lens, corrective lens. That is the scriptures. If we see through that, then we will get the true perspective. So, uh, similarly, uh, absolute truth is understood in these three phases. So, these liberated people who are millions and millions who are not devotees, they are stuck in the third stage, Brahman or Paramatma stage. The first stage is Brahman. The Light, the Brahma Jyoti that's coming from the body of Krishna, the light. Many people are stuck there. They understand that the absolute truth is the light. Tamasoma Jyotir Gamaya. Oh, we have to come out of this darkness, go to the light. But where the light is coming from, they don't know. That they do not know. But then Paramatma, they understand the localized aspect. They know that this light. Uh, is one aspect the second aspect is a localized aspect he is sitting in everyone's heart as Paramatma and he is witnessing what we are doing he is sanctioning what we uh, what we are deserving and desiring he is sanctioning Upadrashta Anumanta so there is second stage even in Paramatma stage uh, he is almost silent he is just silently observing what we are doing and sanctioning if we deserve it and not sanctioning if we do not deserve it that's what that's he is doing 
he is reciprocating only in that way passively uh, the full opulences of God is understood when one understands the Bhagavan feature of Krishna Bhagavan means one understands that he is the uh, owner of all opulences Bhaga he has unlimited six Bhagas are there what is that um, Aishwarya, Samagrasya, Viryasya, Yasasasriya, Jnana, Vairagyayoschaiva, Shanna, Bhaga, Itingana. Uh, Aishwarya, wealth, um, Virya, strength, uh, fame, uh, beauty, knowledge and renunciation. These are the six opulences. And Bhagavan Krishna has all of these in unlimited proportions. Unlimited strength, unlimited wealth, unlimited fame, unlimited beauty, unlimited knowledge, unlimited renunciation. That is God. So when one understands, and his God means not just alone. He is with his devotees. How he interacts with these devotees lovingly, like here Krishna is riding his devotee's chariot, becoming a chauffeur for his devotee. Personal dealings of God. That is only understood in the Bhagavan feature. And one who is a devotee of Krishna, Rahasyam Duttamam, this secret is revealed. Otherwise, one is stuck at the... Even if one is liberated, he will only go to the Brahman or Paramatma. And unless he understands the Bhagavan stage, he can fall down at any time. He can again come back to material way of life. That's why many, many sannyasis, they become what? Philanthropists, altruistic. And they come down and open hospitals, open schools. This is not the business of a Swami, of a sannyasi. No. He has rejected these very things. We have given up, you know, those who have joined, you have joined after secondary school, you have given up a higher education. We have also given up university education to join this. But what if we become sannyasin and again open schools? What is that? That's the very thing we gave up and came here. Why they are going there? Because they do not have higher understanding, higher taste of life. That's why they come back again to these things. And people think, oh, this Swami is doing good, you know, opening hospitals. All these are service to the body only. Hospital or school or first of all, why there is so much sickness? Because there is sickness in the head, first of all. If one follows a regulated life, waking up before sunrise every day and having a very, you know, spiritual culture and program, standard program the whole day, like morning we started Mangalarti 5 a.m. chanting and you know singing the songs, chanting, and then Guru Puja just finished. Now Bhagavatam class. If we start every day like this, why will we have disease? Why will we have wrong thoughts in the head? Hmm? This is the center of all the diseases here. Where we, we are depressed, we are stressed, we are this and that. That's why everything comes to the body also. Yeah. No matter what, even if you are peaceful or not, you have to die one day. That's there. But while living, we can live much more healthily. But why people are becoming more and more sick? The food is altered. You know, GMO, what is that? Genetically modified. Why all this is happening? Lack of Krishna consciousness. Ultimately, they do not um, acknowledge that Krishna is the ultimate controller. They want to be the controller. Not only GMO, I mean our our habits, our you know our lifestyle, everything. 
everything is opposite away but if we follow this this method people won't be sick so the answer is not to open hospitals but to open temples where people can not just temples where people take darshan and go away uh, i will pay something for archana and i'll go away i'll break one coconut and go away what is the use maya will break our head like a coconut we have to understand what is our brain is human brain is to understand these things who am i why am i here who is god why am i uh, how can i become a servant of god this is the, these are the things that we have to understand so temple have to be constructed and the devotees have to train the rest of the population in this science this is the greatest mission greatest welfare activity in the whole world opening temple nowadays people's arguments are why we should open temple huh? wasting money you better give the money to the poor one reason is because maybe temple is not doing its duty not disseminating knowledge secondly this is atheistic propaganda that you can help the poor with your own money with your own no you cannot help they all must be made devotees of krishna then why will they, will they have poverty why will there be scarcity no they will not be krishna will provide krishna can provide for everybody but why some people are not provided for just like government is so rich can give everybody everything huh? but if we don't pay our electricity bill our electricity will be cut now when electricity is cut i cannot say that oh the government does not have enough supply that's why i'm not having no government has and i cannot complain also why the government is not i have to do my duty no i have to pay my bill so similar of course krishna has unlimited supply but we have to show our gratitude at least hmm. if we take everything from god sunlight is given by god if there is no sunlight there will be no life the plants won't grow and we will not grow even if one is a meat eater that animal which he is eating is also eat, taking grass or something which again depends on sunlight anyway our life is dependent on the sun we are taking freely air we are taking water we are taking food we are taking from krishna and we don't even say thank you yeah if i take from you something sir you give me your phone i want to make a call yeah. if you give me then i will just say thank you right there is a common etiquette basic manners but if you are taking everything from god and saying that there is no god if i take your phone and say you are not there it is my phone huh <laughs> what is that not just rude there is criminal i am call 999 and get him to jail and similarly we are put in this jail of material existence because we have Uh, taken krishna for granted and erased him out of our life you have banished him from our life uh, he has banished us from the spiritual world why don't uh, the we are here material world so lord shiva is the greatest of the devotees uh, even those who pray to lord shiva for material benedictions he is asutosh he can easily give anything to his devotee but material things moksha he said lord shiva himself says mukti pradata sarvesham vishnurevana samshay i can give my devotee anything but mukti i cannot give you have to go to vishnu 
Uh, why he gives easily? Because he doesn't want to be disturbed. He is uh, fixed in his meditation on Krishna. That's why he is always meditating. On who? He is meditating always on Krishna. He doesn't want to be disturbed. If somebody is coming disturbing him from, uh, I want this, I want to take, 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 go. Finish. He doesn't want to, you know, to, the person to disturb him. But they think that he is the supreme, oh, he must give me. But who understands that Lord Shiva is the greatest devotee of Krishna? Vaishnavanam Yathashambhu. The greatest devotee of Krishna in this universe is Lord Shiva. He has a sampradaya also, Rudra sampradaya, where Vaishnava. But he, as Prabhupada said in the purport, sometimes comes on the order of Narayana. Like he came as Shankracharya, Adi Shankracharya. Uh, he is Lord Shiva himself. Not now Adi Shankracharya, the original Adi Shankracharya. Uh, he is Lord Shiva himself. <coughs> and he preached a defective philosophy. A twisted philosophy. That is also on the order of Narayana. All this is stated in the Padma Puran. Narayana asked him to preach wrong philosophy out from the Vedas. Because Buddhist, this is the chronology of events that happen. Because after Krishna left, Kali Yuga started. And in Kali Yuga, people were becoming more and more atheistic. And they were misusing the Vedas. Because in some part of the Vedas, there is allowance for eating meat. For those who absolutely cannot control their tongue, they want to eat meat by any cost, alright, you can eat meat under license. What is a license? What you have to do? Uh, only once a month you can eat. Only goat you can eat. That goat also has to be sacrificed to Kali, Goddess Kali. That too, the Kali temple should not be in the city. It should be outside. And one should go there in the dead of night, only on the Amavasya night, when the new moon, dark sky, that night only, then you can kill. In uh, you know, you have to before killing, you have to say to the goat the mantra, the mamsa, mamsa. Meat is called mamsa in Sanskrit, in many Indian languages also, uh, because mam means me, sa means he. I will become him, he will become me. That means I will be the animal next life. And this animal will be, get the chance to become a human and kill me next life. Now that I am killing him, I will. I am agreeing to be killed by him in my next life. This is Mahamasa. After saying this, then you can kill. But you have to kill in one stroke. Not that like you use, you know, some bread. No, you have to kill in one stroke. Then you can eat. So many rules. The whole idea is... Who will do all this? Never mind. And also I am running the risk of being killed next life by this animal. Never mind. I will not do it. The whole idea is to discourage you from doing it. So for those who cannot control their tongue, they can do in this way. And gradually, hopefully, they will be, they will awaken. Hey, what am I doing? Let me stop it. Just like those who want to smoke. The cigarette packet is there. Smoking is injurious to health. In Singapore, they put photo also. Some cancer photo they will put, brain cancer, womb cancer, something they will put, uh, horrible pictures. So the whole idea is to discourage you. Tax also very high, so much money you have to pay now 
and after when you get a lung cancer or you know some then again you have to pay in hospital also another thousands and thousands of dollars so the whole idea is to discourage you from doing it because it is not good for you similarly meat eating was allowed in that limited way <coughs> regulated way but because it was kaliyuga people stopped following all these nitty gritty rules they said oh vedas say we can kill animals that's it the wholesale killing animals without mercy without limit that's why buddha who was a kshatriya he started buddhist philosophy why he said no 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 this is not the way animals should be killed then nobody listen all are reject the vedas because you say vedas allow you to kill animals reject i reject the vedas now i'll teach you the eightfold path of uh, ahimsa ahimsa paramo dharma lord buddha's teaching is ahimsa non violence <clears throat> but today the dalai lama is eating beef what is the use of this buddhism ah uh, this is rubbish buddhism means ahimsa no killing his his uh, explanation for why he eats beef is why kill so many small animals just one big animal logic why you cannot eat plants he is talking as if he is very compassionate i don't want to kill so many animals just one big animal is enough this is the rascalism that's going on so anyway um buddhism was ahimsa so but the thing is lord buddha although one of the dashavatar of vishnu he rejected the vedas vedas are nothing but the word of krishna only because one aspect of the vedas was being misused he rejected the entire vedas and once we reject the word of god it is atheism bauddha hoyla nastik nastik means atheism buddhists are atheists because they reject the word of god rejecting the word of god is as good as rejecting god because god and his word are non different abhinnatva so they are classified as atheists and under the patronage of king ashoka the whole india was become has become buddhist the whole india was under the influence of atheism so quickly that had to be rectified that's when shankaracharya was ordered to come by lord narayana himself adi shankaracharya came and the whole india was under mayavadi this buddhist philosophy and he had to somehow bring the vedas back as the authority on uh, spiritual matters so how did he do it he presented a philosophy that is very similar to buddhist philosophy so that the buddhists will not find any difficulty accepting it so in buddhism they say directly there is no god buddha says there is no god because why he said that because in the vedas there is information about god but he rejected them no so how we can prove the existence of god now suppose if i if i want to know about you i have asked you sir where are you from who or what is your name where, what do you do if you tell me then i will know so to know about you i must know from you so similarly if you want to know about god you have to know from god we cannot speculate oh maybe so if, if i say sir maybe you are from africa so maybe you are from you know australia I, i can speculate but unless you tell me i will not know similarly we have to know about god from god 
So Vedas and the Vedas, Vedas is our Ahameva Vedya, Vedanta Krit Veda Videva Chaham. Krishna is saying, I am the compiler of Vedanta and the goal of Veda is me, to reach me. He is saying. So but the Vedas are being rejected. So now there is no other way. Suppose you say you are from India. And I say, sir, I don't believe you are from Australia, I think. Who can tell me now? I have rejected your word, then what possibility I have to learn about you? That was the effect of rejecting the Vedas. So there is no other way to understand God. Because the God's word was rejected. Now, Sankaracharya had to bring back the Vedas somehow. So in the, and because the Vedas were rejected, <coughs> there was no way of proving the existence of God, who God is. So Lord Buddha conveniently said there is no God. The whole Buddhism was a temporary measure just to stop Nindasi Yajna Vidhayaraha Shruti Jatam Sadaya Hridaya Darshita Pasukhatam Out of compassion for the animals, Lord Buddha did so much even to the point of rejecting the Vedas just to save the animals from being killed, slaughtered. So this was the mission. But it was a temporary measure. It had to be quickly recovered. So Sankaracharya came. He brought back the Vedas in a way he said, there is God, but he does not have a form, nirakar, nirguna. He does not have any qualities. He is a formless entity, a power, something. So, in other words, he is saying there is no God. Suppose I say, uh, you have a father, but your father does not have head, uh, hands, legs, heart. That means, in other words, I am saying you have no father. So, he presented God like that. He said, there is God, but he has nirakar, nirguna, brahma. So, his philosophy was actually, in fact, more dangerous than Buddhist. Buddhists were honest atheists. They were honest atheists. Yes, there is no God. He is uh, taking a you know, twisted way. He is lying. Sankaracharya, in fact, he lied. But it was necessary also at that time. That was a mission of the Lord. The Lord sent him for that purpose. So, he twisted the meaning of Vedas. That's why he did not touch the Bhagavatam. Because Bhagavatam is too clear. So, he did not touch the Bhagavatam. He touched the Vedas only, which were easily can be manipulated because the words are not as clear as in the Bhagavatam. Bhagavatam is the pinnacle of Vedic literature. That book he did not touch. He did not dare touch it because there was no way he could prove his impersonal philosophy from the Bhagavatam. So, but in the end of his life, he himself said, whatever explanation I have given you, it will, not, it will help you not even one bit at the time of death. Bhajagovindam, 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 Mudhamate, Santrapte, Sannihite, Kalim, Nahinahirakshati, Dukhrim Karane. All these grammatical twists and turns. He manipulated so much of Sanskrit grammar to, to take out, extract some um, other meaning, motivated meaning out of it. And he said, this all will not save you at the time of death. Bhajagavindam, just worship Govinda. Only that will help you. And he also wrote the Jagannath Ashtakam. The Jagannath. In the Jagannath Puri. The whole Jagannath song was written by Shankaracharya. And Achyuta Ashtakam he wrote. Very beautiful song again. He is a devotee, Lord Shiva. He is Lord Shiva. He is a devotee of Narayana. But on the order of Narayana, he had to do this. Then after that, that was also again temporary. What his success was, Sankaracharya's success is that he brought back the Vedas. 
people started to again take Vedas as authority. But of course, they were still thinking that there is no God or God is formless like that. <coughs> so, he had driven Buddhism outside the borders of India. You see Myanmar, you see Sri Lanka, you see Nepal, you see Tibet, China, Buddhism. But India completely eradicated. This was Sankaracharya's contribution. Then Ramanujacharya came, Madhvacharya came, completely defeated Sankaracharya's philosophy. Completely defeated. And established the pure Vaishnava philosophy. That actually, uh, it is not that God is impersonal. Yeah, the Nirkuna Niraka, these words are used because he does not have a form like us. But he has a form. Not like us, this flesh and blood, no. Sachidananda Vigraha, he has a spiritual form. That he has. He is saying, I am the father. We have form as children. Father does not have form. What kind of nonsense philosophy is this? This was Sankaracharya's philosophy, very defective. It does not even uh, have common sense. But he managed to charm the whole of Bharat with his philosophy. <coughs> but then Ramanujacharya exposed all the faults of the philosophy and explained the, again the pure Vaishnava philosophy. In fact, Sankaracharya himself showed the faults, but his followers were not, not as intelligent to understand it. But Ramanujacharya succeeded in doing that. Madhvacharya again succeeded in doing that. Then finally Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came. Uh, he took all the tenets of all four Sampradayas, Vaishnava Sampradayas and he established the highest Radha Krishna worship. So this is the chronology of events. So sometimes religious principles are established in an intermediary way. Not perfect religion. Buddhism was not a perfect religion. And Mayavad philosophy is not perfect religion. But there were stepping stones necessary to bring back the perfect religion. Again. So, these are the uh, secrets of the Lord's mission. So, we need to understand these things, these secrets from the pure devotee. Now, Srila Prabhupada explained it. That's why we understand it. It's coming in parampara. So, this is how we have to understand the mission of the Lord. The confidential mission of the Lord. Otherwise, there is no way to understand. There will always be disagreements. Oh, my philosophy is better, my religion is better, your religion is better. This will go on and on. Until we understand that actually all religions have their place. Hmm? And this is not the different different religions. It is one religion only, to love God. That's it. God has millions of names. Whether it be Allah or Rama or Krishna or Jehovah or whatever. It is one God. All religions are actually teaching the same thing. According to the time, place and circumstance, they were taught. That's it. But our Vedic scriptures, especially Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, are the pinnacle of understanding of God. Hmm. So, any questions or comments on this topic? Hmm? Yes. Sankaracharya's philosophy is to drive away Buddhist philosophy. Sorry? Huh? Yeah, yeah. He was very much asking everybody to worship Krishna. But not many people understood him. That part of his teaching. Because he also did not amplify. Yeah, yeah. He manipulated the Vedic scriptures. Maya Vadam Asat Sastram. 
असत शास्त्रम प्रछन्न बौद्धम हिडन बुद्धिज्म ग्रंथाश्रीम भागवत की श्रील प्रभुपाद की